0: Hello. Hello. I'm Jessica benoistia Young. And I'm Melanie
1: b And this is Best Line. Worst line. This is we are at uh part I don't know, seven I, know. I think. <laughs> the, yeah, it's somewhere We're in, in the, the final of- round. <laughs> um possibly final round. I don't know. This may get all switched around. We'll see. We're in a round of the Mel Brooks tournament.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're in the home stretch um, of our Mel Brooks tournament. If you've been playing along at home, that means we have already done, at least already done, uh, To Be or Not To Be, which I adored, 12 Chairs, um, which was also wonderful. Um, And we have a lot of returning players from both of those movies, not as much To Be or Not To Be, definitely from 12 Chairs. Um, We have also already done um, Uh Spaceballs and... um, Men in Tights. Yes. And if we haven't done them yet, the producers and Young Frankenstein will be part of this as well. So we are really hitting a bunch of different Mel Brooks eras. And this is, I mean, talking about eras, um, this is this spans generations. Yes. Um, today, quite literally, we are talking about History of the World Part One and it spans generations, not just in uh, the, the, the story that is told in the film because it starts from you know, the Stone Age and Early Man or, and then goes to the French Revolution. But it spans generations in that we recently were blessed with History of the World Part 2, which has, of course, was, of course, teased at the end of History of the World Part 1 and finally made this year in 2023. But for now, uh, back to Part 1. Jess, you said that this is like, was one of your comfort movies forever.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, okay. So I've had like, two Mel Brooks movies actually be like hold that spot. Uh This and the musical producers from 2000. Something like that. Yeah. This one though has lived in the Blu-ray player for probably longer than like any other movie that I've had as an adult, basically. Um, like it was just in there uh, pre- streaming you know it would be like uh, I'll turn on the tv and if there wasn't anything on tv that I wanted to watch like you know live tv which I don't like watch at all anymore right you know and there were even times that we didn't even have cable because like a whole cable package (laughs) seemed expensive now we're all doing the same thing to ourselves with all the streaming but you know whatever whatever so but yeah like just It was in there. It got watched every, probably every other night. And I probably didn't make it through the whole thing, but like definitely made it through, through, um, my tits are falling off Yes, (laughs) most nights. (laughs) Um, and definitely probably made it all the way through it. A lot of nights. Um, especially like when I had, uh, I mean, part of this would have been, like, when my oldest son was a baby, so I was probably just awake, all just Ooh. hitting play, like, every time I woke up with it, probably just hit play, so probably saw most of it throughout the night, so, Ooh. yeah, so I know this movie really well, actually, when I was taking notes for this, I was... Taking notes before it happened. I was like, "Oh, I got to mention this line," and writing it down like two or three minutes before it happened. So that's how well I know this movie.
0: <laughs> I know um, the first half. I would say decently well, not uh-huh. quotable, but like, "Oh yeah, this part." Um, kind of watching, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely not same level as my when Harry met Sally. Quote right, about right. Not even close to that. Um, but I definitely have watched the first half of this movie, probably to the Spanish Inquisition, far more than I've watched
1: the second half. Well,
0: because I don't like the second half. That's true. Yes.
1: Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of feel myself um, sort of detach a little bit when we get to the. Uh, I feel like I need a trigger warning for this word. The gang bang. <laughs> when, when, when the chess thing starts like the, the king, I know that this is the Genesis. This is the Genesis of it's good to be the king, which is a wonderful line. And, right. and he plays so cool. the character like really well, but like, I hate the king so much.
0: It's, I mean, you're supposed to hate him. It's the French yeah. Revolution. It's so, it, uncomfortable.
1: It's, it's so I mean, uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Uh,
0: so it's so uncomfortable to watch. And I mean, we'll get that. We'll get to that. I feel like we should go
1: through because but, this movie is chronological. But what I was gonna say is the first half. Yeah. Um, this movie is actually we talk about like some of the people and some of the movies that like this podcast. does everyone. Um. Well, no, but like this. Uh. What how we got to the two of us starting a podcast. And so when we would, during the pandemic, Uh um, when we started watching stuff, this was one of the movies that like I always suggested um, because um, one of our friends that we would watch movies with is also a humongous Madeline Kahn fan. So I feel like I was always like suggesting Madeline Kahn movies, um, which which I don't have to twist your arm. Yeah. or RJ's arm to uh get that to happen. So, I feel like we watched but like we would always talk for a long time and then start the movie and then I feel like we would get halfway through and everyone would be like, "Okay, I'm exhausted. I have to go to bed." So, we would we would watch like as soon as Madeline Kahn was gone, we were like, "All right, well, let's it's okay." <laughs> also, that's I mean, but for the
0: Spanish Inquisition song which is afterwards, yes the the rest of the movie like so similar the the movie is a series of vignettes I mean it's it's, and I was reading in a Roger Eber review of of this movie when it came out like it didn't do
1: well critically it was not one of his successes that I can absolutely see that
0: yeah it's not because it's it's inconsistent I mean it's very inconsistent it's inconsistent in Quality, I think it's inconsistent in tone uh, there's a lot of some the, the tone is pretty consistent throughout but it's inconsistent in how it is told and that we start with this like very very funny mm-hmm. very serious voiceover about the history yeah. of the world and shorter segments of vignettes which yes. I think we'll get to history of the world part two when we do it they do the vignettes they do some continued stories in history of the world part two but it's all shorter vignettes and I think that does a good a really nice service and it's not chronological Right. Whereas this is chronological, Um, I think what happens well is for those set pieces that they want to build out a little more in history of the world part two, they break it up. So it's not, you're sitting with one story for 30 minutes, which happens here because the pacing, you can't, because you go from these short vignettes where you have this narrator over it to these like longer, more plot ish driven parts. I won't necessarily say plot driven, but they are plot ish driven. Like it's, it's a little bit of like whiplash or like a little stop and start. You're like, I don't know where I'm going with this. Are we short vignettes? Are we longer? Do I need to get invested in these characters? Like right. what is here? So I think that makes this a difficult watch if you don't know it or if you're not prepared for it. Because I remember thinking, I hadn't seen it in a while, I think, when we watched it with RJ. Yeah. And I remember, thinking oh yeah, I forgot how weird this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since, like, in one of the reviews I was reading, it was like it's almost like Mel Brooks wanted to do um, something on the Roman Empire and then something on the French French Revolution. Revolution, Yeah, but he didn't have enough either.
1: And that's and then just had a and then just had a song and dance to the Spanish Inquisition, just sitting there. So it was like I've got a bridge. I've got to put these together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, and this this speaks to, again, I like watch the first half of this movie more than I've seen the second half. The jokes in the first half are so much. It is joke, 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 Mm -hmm. joke, joke. It is so funny. and so tight. Like the voiceover. Who does the voiceover? Orson Welles. Yeah. Yeah he does it in such the most like this is the most serious documentary. Exactly, yeah. I mean, and it's so good. Immediately like you know you know what you're in for immediately when it's like man, learn to stand and then they're beating their chests and then they're beating themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh like you know what you're in for. It is like this is okay, it's going to be that movie. It's a little vulgar and crass and we're here for the ride. And then immediately it goes into the cavemen and fire. And that bit is just so funny because they have the fire there and the stones. And it's dumb. It's dumb, but mm-hmm. it's so funny. Um, I think, you know, one of my favorite bits of narration comes right right then too. This whole bit is just so funny. With the birth of the artist, yes. because <laughs> time man wants to be creative, with the birth of the artist came the inevitable afterbirth, the critic. And, and he just
1: pisses on it,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's the juxtaposition of like what they are doing as actors in their physical comedy and the gravitas, which with with which Orson Welles narrates, is excellent. Mm-hmm.
1: But but because of how the rest of the movie plays out in the bigger in the bigger chunks of more plot heavy sketches, it's definitely like you almost forget about the beginning by the end of it. And then like the beginning doesn't ever feel like it fits.
0: Right. And Um, then the voice goes away and you're like, why this was so funny. Like this was, this was so funny. Like, why don't we have more, like I could see a world in the Roman empire, especially, and the French revolution where you have the narrator commenting and have some sort of like divine, right.
1: Voice of God type of thing, you know, like, yeah. I almost wondered, too, like, okay, when was History of the World Part 1 was 1981, and when was Life of Brian? Yeah, that's the other thing. 1979. So, yeah, part of, like, because i thought the same thing, too, like, you know, why the strongest parts of this movie are the a- ancient Rome, and, and then, like, I just love the end when they get to, like, the Jesus stuff. The end of the roman Ancient. empire bit when they get to the they Jesus are- stuff and oh, it's, it's like seems- you can tell he had a lot like he and he could have pulled so many more jokes and so much more out of that but like i i i also wonder how much like a mel brooks movie that focused on that time period would just people might think that like it was just too similar or just like you know straight up stealing from life of brian well this is definitely an answer to life of brian i feel like um, in a lot of ways. Um, or just it, it's- Monty Python in general.
0: Right. Like- I mean, I, it, I feel like this is his most Monty Python-esque
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, creation, um, which, great. Imitation is a sincere form of flattery. But, I mean, they, they you clearly know that Mel Brooks and Monty Python influenced each other. Mm-hmm. In I feel like they come up in conversation together when I talk about, you know, that era of comedy. When I talk about, I'm a Mel Brooks fan. Oh, do you like Monty Python also? Like, it is... It there, there is a natural pairing, mm-hmm. and this does definitely feel the most like Monty Python esque of Mel Brooks's movies.
1: I think. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite part from the beginning actually goes way just goes over the caveman bit, and I like Moses.
0: Oh, oh, that—that's that could be that might be. I think <laughs> when he's <I> like. Mean, <laughs> It is not. If it is not my best line in the movie, which it might be, it is certainly the line that I have quoted most often, which, I mean, it's, it's one of the lines from this movie. Is that what you're going to say?
1: No. Well, I just like the whole thing. Like, just his whole characterization of Moses is great. But I do like when he's like, I hear you. I hear you. A deaf man A deaf could hear man.
0: you. <laughs> Actually, that's not the line that I was going to go with. That's not the one that I quote.
1: I like it, all of it, though. but oh
0: man. The one that I quote is he's like, I've, you know, God gives him the commandments and everything. And he stands there and he's like moving. Hear me. Oh, hear me. All pay heed. The Lord, the Lord Jehovah has given unto you these 15. Like. Oh, yeah. 10 10 commandments for all to obey 10 10, ten, ten commandments. commandments for you to obey and <laughs> the amount of times i reference that um... i actually
1: i actually had that in like a history class like our teacher loved to show movies like just clips of movies and she showed us that clip and like, a... <laughs> oh, show this movie in a high school. Like, you can't show anything else. It's yeah, all just stuff that. It life. was so funny. And like, nobody really. I at this point had seen some Mel Brooks, so I was like, oh, that's Mel Brooks. But like, I guess nobody else in my class had seen any Mel Brooks because nobody really thought it was all that funny. Um, I also went to a heavily, heavily religious high school because I lived two blocks away from one of the uh um Mormon temples so maybe people just weren't all that into religious jokes in general maybe not <laughs> but uh yeah it was funny i i that i think was what maybe like inspired me to be like to go find this movie um yes. cuz i was like oh hey i haven't seen this one what's this
0: I- definitely think in addition to the it's good to be the king
1: line um
0: that probably is one of the most famous lines of this movie
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, absolutely I you think know, that clip is very well known but yeah that whole Moses bit and it's a short bit that that Moses section is potentially one of the shortest bits I of the think movie. it is
1: I do but he comes back and I love when he comes back and I have a very serious question now you went to universal recently but you didn't go into the park did you you were just no. in this, in just Universal City. Um, okay. So I need a listener who has been to Universal recently to tell me if they still do that part, the water thing in the backlot tour. So have you done the backlot tour at Universal? I have. Like the last time I did it ago. was 2019.
0: Okay. So I don't remember. I've also okay. done DW
1: twice since then and so they used so you used to go like down the street where they filmed Desperate Housewives and the Burbs and all that. I want to say parts of the Hulk movie as well. And then you would go around and there was like a the lake and they would do some of the special effects from Jaws
0: and then yeah, you would and go around also- you miss the best part of that lake. It's also Cabot Cove. Did they
1: say that? Okay, I don't remember. I was
0: d- <laughs> more excited about it being Cabot Cove than it being Jaws, but that tracks. Um, and then,
1: and then you come around the corner and they do like the little water thing, and they make some joke about like parting, or you know, parting the Red Sea, or moving the water, or whatever. And then they mention it, but they. I don't know if they actually had like an actor who would stand there dressed as Moses or not, or if they would just say like, Oh, this is in history of the world. Um, so I was just wondering if like, if this ref because even then that reference was sketchy at best, like whether or not anyone was going to remember it because the first time that I went to universal, I think I was like 14 and I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. But then when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, I recognize that. But yeah, I just wonder if it's like so far removed from mainstream knowledge or if this movie was ever like cemented enough in mainstream knowledge for for anybody to really get that. No, I don't think it was. So I would Um, guess I know that they're constantly making changes to it and stuff, but like I would I just wonder if they took it out so somebody oh, no, who's no, been a no. universal tell me
0: <laughs> let me go I'll, I'll let you know um but yeah, from there from moses it does go into a roman empire after that correct yeah it's like just not- moses and then you have so in the roman empire this is like we talk about this with mel brooks all the time and that the set the set dressing mm-hmm, of just the mm-hmm. whole streets that's square you have everybody bartering and that comes back up in um history of the world part two we have people in mm-hmm. like a square and so it's nice to see some like consistent mel brooks things that are like in, and that was in 12 chairs also a square with people yep. talking their ears mm-hmm. um my favorite one is get your sooth said, your right sooth here. said we give great sooth give <laughs> like great sooth. you're going on a long journey and this is like you know so many different people are in bits of this movie oh, and this to is the b like, arthur like,
1: bit is so be arthur good bit might be, oh it's so, so good i know so b arthur's and so, so like, what she, does he say i didn't write this whole thing down um i'm a stand-up philosopher a what a stand-up philosopher
0: i coalesce the vapor of human experience into a viable and logical comprehension oh a bullshit artist mm. Did you bullshit last week? No. Did you try to bullshit last week? Yes. I, I was going to give it to Ten Commandments, but like I think I'm going to give this one, give it to, it's the, it's the duo here. Right, 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 right. The whole
1: exchange is so good.
0: Well, And, and it's even better because before, before, so. There is like are, the lead up. There's the
1: gladiator. Did you kill the, this uh, week? No. Did you try to kill be- this week?
0: yeah yeah. So, and she's like well you know either you kill someone next week or you'll have to change your st- status and then so occupation week and Mel Brooks was a stand-up philosopher and B. Arthur says oh, oh a bullshit, bullshit artist did you bullshit this week no no did, did you, you try, try to it? bullshit yes <laughs> and Mel Brooks is so sassy about it um I think that I think it's that my best line is I, I, that I coalesce the vapor of human experience into a viable and logical comprehension. Oh, oh a bullshit, bullshit artist. <laughs> but I think what why that is my best line is because it is taking the the like most inane like oh I like talk about human life in the most absurd way, yeah. making it so funny, and then she just immediately call, oh a bullshit artist the whole thing is like that's what this movie is. It's all bullshit. Yeah. It's all talking about human experience human experience into a story. And it's also all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like that line is just so perfect for this movie it and is. it's VR and it's Millet And it's so well connected together. Um the other thing I was gonna say just about that square before we get to um Mel Brooks bullshitting as the, well, I guess there's Gregory Hines first, but, um, the square, they, we talk about this in the other movies, like, like he leaves nothing mm-hmm. on the table as far as visual. Yeah. And I'll all the never... signage and
1: stuff, all the same... everything and being I... a V instead of a U. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: there's also annual... a really
1: good one. Go ahead.
0: Annual orgy and buffet. Yes. First served, first come.
1: I'd never seen that before. And... You have it. <laughs> There's also a really good one when they're hiding after everything's gone down at Caesar's Palace, which is Caesar's Palace, the hotel so funny. in that's such Vegas. Funny. Um,
0: and that's also Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Is. It's so funny. It's such a good joke. It's such an easy joke, but it's so good. So they're
1: running away and they're like waiting for Comicus and Josephus, which is the Gregory Hines character, um, mm-hmm. and Swiftus, the manager the agent and miriam the vestal version who's kind of helped save them are like waiting outside the theater and the sign in the back is for a play called the trojan horse and there's like a critics quote like a critics review underneath the title and it says it killed them in greece i i never caught that one before but. Me neither.
0: oh that's so funny yeah. like there's so much going on all the time and then like then you get to the like slave auction yeah um, but then of course that's where you get um that's where you get gregory hines mm-hmm. which is, i mean love. gregory hines Ugh, like love Love, love, you know, when that. he tapped, like, just give hit the man the an excuse to touch him. I mean, yeah. Or I'm a Jew. I can prove it. And he starts doing the horror. Uh, uh, nah,
1: uh.
0: <laughs> I would have thought he was very killed in ancient yeah. Rome. Yeah. So like, that's what's so funny is he's like, I'm a Jew. And it's like, that's not going to help you. here, <laughs> yeah. And then of course they check like, to see if he is Jewish and the most. I like, slipped or he slipped. <laughs> he slipped. I, I, he missed. I jumped and he missed. It was, uh, called Samus Davicus Jr. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Great, great joke.
1: When um, like, they, like, they, they get into an altercation with a cop. Mm-hmm. A cop. <laughs> um, and is like, do you know the, the punishment for, yes. for, for assaulting an oh. officer? Or and something like that, a Roman crazy. guard or whatever, and everybody's like, ooh, 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 me, and he's she, calling she, on she, people, and they calls on the one guy, and the guy's like, they shove a living snake up your ass, and he's like, no, ooh. <laughs> no, but, but again, that's
0: very creative. This is, again, like, just, you know, it's a perfect death structure. It's <laughs> death by torture, no. Crucifixion, no. Shoving a living snake up your ass, no, no. but very crazy like you have to have the first two to make yes. that first money um and then it's like they feed them to the lions yes, yes. No. no but it was he was right <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> they feed
0: <laughs> you to the lions uh, and then of course is and the then um, our grand queen
1: our empress
0: uh, the miracle the, the, the miracle the horse who they save they're gonna like this the thing is he gets into a fight with the Roman guard because the Roman guard is like beating, beating the horse and stops them. And it was just like, there was a, a pebble in the rocks shoe or in the horses. Yeah. In the, horse shoe. Uh, in the horses shoe, the rock shoe, there was a rock in the horses shoe. Um, and, but now the horse miracle is in the way. And, uh, the grand entrance of, uh, the grand, um, herself, uh, Madeline Kahn and, She's being carried in Can you please, Can you please step on, on the same foot at, at the same, the same time? time and that line it's, are falling off the, <laughs> the line is fine. The line is fine. The line read as with everything with Madeline
1: Kahn, no one yeah. else. No one else. No and one that else. line, actually, I probably would pay no attention to that line if she did not deliver it the way that she delivered it. I would be like, not, huh, that's funny. Yeah. No, now it's iconic because yes. of how... And that's kind of almost like this... Uh, she has a lot of bits like that in this, like the okay. quick-time harch, or, like, or not the quick-time uh, harch, but the selection. No, 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 no. The no, selection no, could minute. have been just like funny right she's just looking at dicks okay funny they she has to choose her um her
0: her, her um she has to choose her the, escorts to the orgy orgy and so these all these soldiers come in with no pants on mm-hmm. um and she's choosing them and she's just going down the line yes no 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 no, 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 no and she yes. makes a meal out of it <laughs> No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, no, yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. And it is it's of the same. I mean, Madeline Kahn plays this character in a lot of the Mel Brooks movies. The very sexual yes. female. I mean, it's who she plays in um kind of who she in is who she plays in Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um it's who she plays in uh Blazing Saddles.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: And like Are some of these jokes dated? With that, yes. I mean, definitely they like. Do I have any? When she's like, Do I have
1: any openings that this man might fit?
0: (laughs) And then everybody goes like, Her, her, even her name, the Empress, and Mrs. Empress. (laughs) So So that tells you right there what this character is. Um, But like when they're trying to save Gregory Hands, do have Any openings that this man might fill, and then like the corkscrew joke. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got a corkscrew when they're saying that he could be a wine the wine person. Mm-hmm. Um, but She plays it so well yeah. that I don't care. And then yeah. like after, after the yes, no, 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 no. I love a quick time hard. Yeah, so Cause like,
1: they run away in this like high step jogging March. And so you can just imagine what she's looking at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um
0: She's just so, so good. And then uh, when the, the other line, a few of the other lines that she has, when they're at the teaser's, feast oh, yeah. or when they're waiting for caesar the the knight comes in he's like i will do anything to be in your favor
1: and she's like the servant waits." tell while me the knight... tell me um my yeah i, I don't like, know or he says tell me what i can do to win a bounty such as you i am your servant and she says ah but the servant waits while the master baits and, and they just... both kind of huh
0: And that's also when uh, Dom DeLuise, who is- Oh
1: my God. I, okay. No, you say it. You you say what? The, the, uh, (laughs) this is like my favorite, possibly my favorite bit and like performance- in a movie ever it's it's like i quote it all the time and there's no reason to quote this line ever like but it's just so stuck in my head and i think it is like the funniest thing ever so the marcus vindictus or whatever the general's name is comes back and he's like i bring you a bathtub you know it's solid china from the orient and blah 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 and and he's like okay a tub nice not great yeah. but it's nice and he's like ah but to fill the bathtub we have the treasures of the orient and they have this big huge pile of gold and and chalices and jewels and stuff and he's like treasure bathtub treasure bathtub hey. treasure bath I'm
0: going to have a treasure bath treasure bath treasure bath, treasure
1: bath. I don't know what, like, I don't really know how I slip this into my regular life, but I do a lot. (laughs) Treasure Bath is a thing that gets said in my household at least twice a month, probably. I don't know when I'm getting this into conversation, but this, and just his, like, his whole demeanor and his face and, like, the ups and downs the whole time he's playing the, the Caesar or whatever is so funny um there is a lot of language in this scene that bothers me
0: as with you know we've talked a lot about mel brooks what has aged well or what Mm -hmm. has aged fine and what hasn't and i think you know consistently the treatment of women Mm -hmm. um women are very much objects in a lot of mel brooks movies Mm -hmm. and i don't like that at all um there could be an argument that it is still like kind of punching at the patriarchy but i don't think so um i i think there's still a lot of objectification of women and this movie especially has it and i don't care it's worse in the
1: french revolution i think by putting madeline Kahn as sort of the hero of the segment because she is and miriam and Miriam, Miriam, yes both miriam Um, and in person info seem to have a lot of power and a lot of influence and they're kind of the ones like Um, saving the day so I think that it is a little easier to stomach but in the French Revolution it's awful and I think that they want to show that like Jacques or whatever his name is the double the piss boy is like Mm -hmm. is he's a good we're trying to show that like the the bad men are the ones treating um, Marie or whatever her name is Michelle poorly and objectifying her and but it's still uncomfortable to watch like you still there is still a level of like dehumanization that has to go into creating that scene in the first place and it's very it's a very it showcases the issues with comedy in for that persisted for many many uh decades really Yeah.
0: I mean, it still persists. The other, the other things that didn't age well, or as you said, language, especially in this scene, yeah. um, homosexual jokes, did not, yeah, did not age well. Um, and that's we see that in a lot of Mel Brooks stuff. Unfortunately, like yeah. that, those were the jokes of the time, mm-hmm. and arguably shouldn't have been made then, right? And I think. You know what? What saves that scene in a lot of ways is, and this is the scene where Mel Brooks is like doing a stand-up, and it mm-hmm. goes south. He calls, uh, you know, the emperor a fat pig, which I also don't, you know, love
1: the. Yeah, yeah, it's he- weird. Like I, I think, I think that the joke, the joke that he makes is like okay you know when he's like you know the the orgies and the vomitariums and like the or the saunas or whatever the baths the baths and the orgies and the vomitariums and he's like so everybody's either cooking or puking like okay that's I can see that as a joke that a stand-up philosopher would make but then like I don't know it just seems weird to say like who wants to look like a big fat pig like there's probably a better joke there
0: (laughs) And then you have you have the visual gag of, of Dom him. DeLuise yeah. and facing the pig, like so, looking like mm-hmm. you would have a pig that has been roasted on the spit. I think it's so interesting that this is like. I mean, I think Dom DeLuise is iconic in mm-hmm. everything he does is so good. The treasure bath part, I agree. I think it's hysterical, and I don't like the scene. Like I, yeah, it's a li- it's. I don't love excessive or un just to have it uh fart and burp humor i think yeah that
1: is always very weird to me
0: and that's so much of like he's just slovenly and that's, i do like, like the wash this. this i like
1: that part that he keeps yeah. getting stuff stuck like in his robes <laughs> yeah and he's like um, handing things and saying wash this yeah there is a good rule of three there mm-hmm. at the end because he's like find them kill them and then he like pulls a chicken out from underneath his robes and is like watch this <laughs> a live yeah. chicken
0: yeah i mean there's definitely very funny bits there but like i don't it's like, not my just, favorite
1: like,
0: i don't particularly care for that type of humor i it, it turns i mean i think a fart joke can be very funny like you know in the good place where bad janet farts at everything or something mm-hmm. like that's very funny um because it's, it's done sparingly, but this is just so overt that I, I just don't like yeah,
1: it. Yeah. It, they, yeah. I mean, I think they wanted to show, like, they just had to make him over the top. Yeah. But, you know, I think there are definitely think, other ways to do that. And they do that in other ways, too. Like, yeah,
0: I get but, the purpose of it. I just don't like it. So yeah. it's like, I, like I appreciate Dom DeLuise so much and he's so such a good physical comedian. He's, and I am just, mm, there are other Dom DeLuise performances that I'm like, I prefer.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, the 12 chairs being one of them.
0: <laughs> yes. that is now one of Oh for my God. Me too. So um, good. I mean, I think for, obviously the, for me, the whole, the whole like crux of the Roman empire but bit is madeline Kahn and gregory hines yeah like they're they're the two Mm -hmm. that i'm like i want to watch them they are so funny the bit with the well again with the bit with the eunuchs is old and dated and how you can tell he's not a eunuch is Mm -hmm. predictable so it's fine but i did also like When they are, when you have the when they like sneak into the Senate and you have the Senate vote. Oh, we have a
1: very obscure returning champion right here. Do we? I believe his name is Howard Morris, and he plays uh, Mr. Livingston in 1776. So he is the representative from New York that that um, John Adams is try is one of the ones that John Adams tries to get. To write the declaration because he's obnoxious and disliked,
0: <laughs> but he,
1: uh, yeah, and so I've I recognized him from the very first time I saw this movie. I was like, hey, and I probably watched this movie like right after I watched seventeen seventy six, one of the many true. times, um, and yes. I did recently just watch seventeen seventy six. But yeah, um, so he has this line. He's like, "Shall we do the right thing?" and yes build houses build, for yeah you we, so
0: we continue to build these great great mansions and all that and um or should we continue to build like houses for the poor and the what, so how, do they they vote,
1: how do you vote
0: fuck the poor <laughs> and we say, well that's aged correctly yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's <laughs> accurate like okay um and then only a miracle can save us and the in the horse comes which is like you know
1: yeah they went through the Senate and they put on some Senate cloaks and then Miriam went to get the horse and the agent and they were all gonna meet up at this theater we talked about this we have a walk this way yes um really? We have two walk this ways in this one. This might be the only movie that has two walk this ways. And then they get into all these costumes from the Trojan horse play and they go running. They're like this. I love this part, too, because they're like, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic, because right after they get in the costumes, the Roman guards are like coming up towards the theater and he's like, don't panic, don't panic. They all walk out and the guards see them and they all are like panic and go running they run past uh, an apothecary and they turn and hide. And the apothecary comes out to like, look at what was going on. And Marcus Vindictus, the general is like, or he's like, can I help you find anything? And he's like, yes, a pack of Trojans. And he goes, I just ran out. <laughs> so these are all like very, very quintessential, like spoof, you know, spoof type jokes, um, wordplay and, Uh, cultural references and when
0: when those happen um and of course you know the chase is very quintessential we talked about that we get our moses
1: call back where he's like holding his arms up so they think he's like parting the water for them but he's actually being robbed it's like (laughs) they don't let you live they don't let you breathe
0: (laughs) well and um then they escape because they smoke out yeah, that, like, they find weed. He finds weed. And then Gregory Hines rolls a joint, the and <laughs> roll a joint. People don't know the value. People don't know the value. And they smoke Great
1: out. Great when, when the army. They all and end they up do doing the Lindy. the
0: Lindy. Yep, they all do the Lindy. Lindus! Lindus!
1: Or he's like, I. you go to the left and you go to the right. I'm going to go over here and walk around what in a circle. <laughs> I think,
0: um, I actually think the first time I saw, or when I watched this movie in college and the first time I got high was the day after. <laughs> I was like, I just try that? So, I um, that I got very poor and fell asleep, so I didn't like it, but, um, <laughs> I did not dance Lindy Hop. No. Um, and then as they're escaping the other, you know, visual thing that Mel Brooks, like, where they're escaping to Judea, um, and there's the ship. Judea. They sing a song, um, and then they have the ship that they are taking. And the I didn't see this is the first time I caught this was the ship has LL, which is the Israeli airline. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. I don't think
1: I've ever noticed
0: that. And I wouldn't have known unless I knew that LL was the which is like answering crosswords all the time, yeah. um, the Israeli airline. Um, and I was like, That's very funny. And then we get to the point, the part that you referenced oh, earlier, God. jobs at the, the restaurant,
1: and now so Brooklyn's. Yeah. A- Push the malt wine, we're stuck with it. I love but that line.
0: But <laughs> there's a big party in the back room, um, and that party happens to be the Last, last supper.
1: supper. Which, my favorite bit so far in History of the World Part Two, is they do a segment about Judas in the yeah. style of curb your enthusiasm with Judas being like Call Larry David. <laughs> David. Oh, God, it's so good. It's- like they just take so many things the detail of like paying homage to the to these different styles and people and characters like it's so good I love it so yeah I do really like that we kind of get a little bit of an expansion on that because it is such a tiny scene but another one of the things that I love so much is like Mel Brooks is in there and he's like You know, he's all trying to do a good job at being the server and everything. And he's like, um, first of all, I love that he's like, Are you all together or will it be separate? Checks. It's like, so good. (laughs) So funny. And then he's like, They're all kind of like trying to shoo him out because they don't really want to eat. They just want to talk. And he's like, Jesus.
0: Because because Jesus has just said somebody's going
1: to betray him. Yeah. And so he's like, Jesus. And Jesus goes, Yes. What? What? No, you. You said what? Jesus, what?
0: Oh, it's, it's <laughs> such, a, such a classic Mel Brooks joke—just right. the misunderstanding. The like, it's a very who's on first type love of it. joke structure. Like it's so so good. Um, and then they take and the portrait. And then she comes in. When she comes in, he paints the portrait, and Mel Brooks joins as like he's, he's holding, holding a
1: tray, on. and that's how you know we're the supposed halo. to get the halo. Oh, <laughs>
0: It's so I and mean, that's how we end the Roman segment, which is a very long chunk of the movie. Yes. Um,
1: yeah. Then we go into oh, the- I'm cheating. I'm cheating. You chose the song. I chose the song. I chose The Inquisition. Let's begin the Inquisition. Look out, see we
0: have a mission to convert the
1: Jews. G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G. I I I got to tell you like I tried I tried and I had some runners up Treasure Bath is definitely like runner up there's another one towards the end just for its I iconography in the Melbrooks kingdom it's, I wa- I almost wanted to do it's good to be the king but the king it makes me so fucking uncomfortable in this movie I couldn't actually choose it no. Uh, so, so I had like some runners up, but I really cannot come up with a justification for myself to pick a best line. My best line, I'm, I'm cheating. I don't cheat usually. Normally that's me. Normally I'm the one who I cheats. usually don't. I'm cheating. My best line is the Spanish Inquisition. If I had to pick a line, I would say. I have two. That if I like had to pick two parts, if I had to pick lines from the Spanish Inquisition to like be my line, then here's what I would say. Torquemada, yeah, say do not implore him for compassion. Torquemada, do not beg him for forgiveness. Torquemada, do not ask him for mercy. Let's face it, you can't Torquemada anything. <laughs> That's the lead up to the line. Yes. And then... You know about this unless you have forgotten which I wouldn't blame you for forgetting but um and we probably were both you know drinking a bit the last time we watched this movie together there's the part when he does like the little casino thing with like the jewish the old jewish men. and he hits a oh, jackpot the
0: slot machine is like the yeah, funniest the slot
1: machine And he hits a jackpot and all these coins come out and he like leans over to one of his little uh, monk guys and is like, put it in the car. Put it in the car. And I think that is the sexiest, like Mel Brooks is so incredibly sexy to me in that moment. (laughs) I do not know why. Something about like his entire demeanor changes and he's like talking about putting money in (laughs) in his car. I don't know. I, I know I mentioned this one time that we watched it. We probably watched this movie together like three times. But one of the times that we watched it, I was like, I think Mel Brooks is really hot when he says this line. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: and-, <laughs> <I have> no- <laughs> and like,
1: I- I, just in that whole number, like, there's something that happens to him when he starts doing like a full-blown song and dance performance. Because he's a
0: showman that's That really- is it- like...
1: You know, we needed more
0: of that. Um, yeah, we needed a version of that for the, for the, uh, I mean, that's really the only dance number. And that's another yeah. thing to the inconsistency of this movie is like, it's not a musical really. I mean, I guess, you know, I guess Blazing Saddles is the same way. There's not really a ton of music. There's like, you have right. Alan Kahn's song, but you don't really have much other than that. So maybe it's in, I guess in Young Frankenstein, he really only has put in on, on the red. So I guess maybe like having one, I guess the producers is, I mean, that, yeah, no, I, I guess think it, the
1: only one that's a full blown musical is producers, the musical. Right. But I guess in the movie, but they every other have... one has like one mm. or two. Yeah, so Men in tights has the most. Which is other than producers. Um, but that, and we kind of talked about that too. I, I kind of said like, I think this is where we really see him playing with the I- idea of like weaving more, more music into the plot. Um, Uh And then I think that would probably line up in the, you know, in the timeline of things like pretty,
0: when they're probably starting, that he was probably
1: starting to think about writing the producers into a full blown musical.
0: Yeah. I mean, there is the Spanish Inquisition song. It is the, I mean, you have the visuals of the the jews on the torture devices and I they're get, full on T-T and tallis and everything and it's it's very funny um when he says like, it sort it, of
1: turns into like a stefan joke almost like mm-hmm. <laughs> this song has everything because we have a synchronized swimming oh, number we have tap and acrobatics nuns jewish slot machine like it's so just everything in this number
0: um and it's very like the the torture that they do you're like and they started playing ping pong with my balls Mm -hmm. um and it's just like oh geez like it is very crass and very vulgar but that's like i think i've told people before like this song makes i mean i will say i think springtime for hitler is better oh yeah 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 yeah. i agree it springtime for hitler look like a lullaby it does it's, it takes springtime it for takes, hitler
1: actually is a very relaxing song
0: right it also <laughs> takes the crassness in, up 10 notches
1: yeah from yeah yeah, yeah. this movie is um, very raunchy it's very, very possibly raunchy. the most raunchy one yes i think I, men in tights gets close
0: Men in tights just is a problem.
1: But, but yeah, it, it's, this one is so, is very, very raunchy. And yeah, so there they're, we're pulling out every single like dick joke that Mel Brooks knows in this movie, I think.
0: Quite frankly, quite, quite honestly, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think like this, as you said, the Spanish Inquisition, that is, when I first saw this, there were three takeaways I had from the movie. One was the weed scene, two was the uh, give you these ten ten yes. commandments, and three was the um, Spanish Inquisition song yeah. because are just like it just steamrolls so it, especially and then it's just like such a disappointment. I think that's also because then what follows is just such a disappointment. Like you have this. It high really goes. Drop. It
1: really goes like drops revolution okay. uh-huh. and energy jobs, but. Chloris Leachman. But the beginning of the French Revolution I do love because Chloris right. Leachman is perfect. And it I love, a- like, every single thing she does is so mm-hmm. funny. But yes. so, so my best line, the other thing that I would say, like, from that line, from that song, like, uh, if I have to, like, cherry pick a line is Send in the Nuns. <laughs> send in the nuns it's a good line and it made it made me think of send in the clowns from <laughs> sondheim send in the clowns but i did love send in the nuns what is we battered oh, their kneecaps we branded their buns or something like that and he's like nothing is working those. send in send the, in the nuns. nuns and and you just whatever you think is gonna happen the first time you watch this movie i guarantee it wasn't a synchronized swimming number.
0: Yeah, down to the, uh, in the, the middle of, of the center. torture chamber. Mm-mm. And then you have this like very Busby Berkeley ish ending with the Minara mm-hmm. and they're like. It's sparklers up. and it's very, it's very silly. I love that. I
1: love the tap in this number too. I know. I love it's it.
0: So I mean, you you've heard me say it time and time again. Um nothing makes me happier than a well done tap break. Same. Um but okay, but then you get into the French Revolution part, which you start with, like, Madame Defarge call to Charles Dickens and Tale of Two Cities um, and Cloris Leachman, who is excellent as in everything. My favorite part of that is that we need a new language. Yes. A we are
1: so poor, we do not even have a language. All we have is this stupid accent. And the guy's like, she's right. We all go around talking like Maurice Chevalier. ho, ho, ho. <laughs>
0: And then she says, We need a new accent. She's like, Repeat after me. And then she like, <laughs> has a cough. <laughs> it's a like, cough, 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 spit. And then they all do the exact same thing. She's like, No. And then uh, she's like, Death to King Louis. And they go, Death to King Louis. <laughs> Which is exactly how she says it. And then let's end this meeting on a high note. And she sings <laughs> off.
1: Oh, she goes way higher than I can go. Obvious joke, but so funny. Yes. And they all do too. Obvious, that- but like, I n- I've never seen it before or since. So. No. And I'm but surprised like, that I haven't incorporated that into any time I've ever led a meeting. I was exactly. <laughs> it's
0: it's so funny. And you're right, it's like oh yeah, hi, that's something people say in meetings all the time. Yeah. Let's add on a high And yeah. then she actually says hi. So, but then you get into the court and this is where well, I guess you have Count de Money, which is funny because you're the yeah, like Count like de Money. Doesn't awesome, count, Demony.
1: Um and I do love you know. these two characters, um, Count DeMone, which is Harvey Corman, and then I do not know the other actor's name, but his he's a Bernays, which is great. I love this because we know where it's going, and then when it happens, it's perfect because he's being all bitchy that uh, Count de Monet won't share his raisins because Bernays yeah. has already finished all of his raisins. And so he's like making fun of him behind his little fan. And then Count de Monet says, don't be saucy with me, Bernays. Mm, yep.
0: Yeah. Which is a very, it's like, do.
1: you know, you're just waiting for it again. It's like, it's obvious, but we're going to do it. And I love that about Mel Brooks.
0: Make you wait for it. That, mm-hmm. Like, again, going back to, um, to be or not to be, um, and the Sondheim yep. joke. You're like, there's a reason that Something. they're calling him Sondheim. That, but yeah. what's the payoff here? And then you get the payoff and you're like, okay, that's funny. Mm-hmm. With Bernays. You're like, okay, so why is the name Bernays?
1: And there it is. Saucy. I really don't have any other notes from the French Revolution. I, just, I, have, I, I have one. I, I, have, I have like, it. it's good to be the king. I had some thoughts of like some things that just honestly didn't make sense to me. Didn't land. Um, nothing
0: landed once you get to the palace to me nothing lands in this like you have the
1: those two characters they get there a king louis is doing the oh i love image. all the piss boy stuff though i think that's great that lands with me totally when they're like when they're like explaining to him and he's like i'm no i can't oh. do this i'm no good in heels and like i think that's funny and then and then when he's like wait why are we even doing this and yeah they explain And they're like well you see there's this revolution there's rumors of a revolution and if there is a revolution the poor people are going to come storming in here and cut the king's head off and he's like oh okay i see i get it wait i get it i I get get it it. (laughs) i get my head cut off
0: i'm the one to get it yeah um and so i think like that part is funny um the kid and then of course you have him when so like there's the king there's a woman who is beautiful who like goes to ask the king to forgive her father and he was like well i'll pardon him if you he basically he does say you don't put out he, or he don't get yeah. out and I'm like, yeah i <sighs> between the, the the human chest and everybody jumps on the queen yeah, it's it, terrible he's you
1: know, being such a good sport i'm like i hate this yeah. i hate this so much and there's like three um, or four different instances of him just walking up to some woman in the court and like grabbing her chest or backside
0: right which which goes to the like i hate it so much especially in a post uh uh, i'm not even going to repeat it but post um access hollywood tape world Mm -hmm. like no 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 no. just because you're the king you don't get to do that just because you're in a position of power or famous you don't get to do that and
1: again it's like the same thing where it's like yeah we're we're trying to make him look terrible but right. and we're not doing a very good job of it in this movie because we're also portraying that the women like like it because yes, exactly. he's the king,
0: and that's the problem. So, and, yeah, I mean, you do have the one who's like, fine, ravage me, like you know, when she comes in, and then you know, it, it is balanced by the good guy, the piss yeah. boy, piss boy. Um, who's the lookalike. He was like, no, I'm I'm not gonna, no, like I'm not, mm-mm. like mm-hmm. he he doesn't sleep with her. And just writes a pardon to get the the dad out. Which this always fine.
1: bothered me from a historical standpoint is like, so he's in the Bastille. Mm-hmm. If they had just left him there, he would have been fine because they I stormed know. it and
0: let everyone out. <laughs> I know,
1: because it was
0: July 14th, 1785. <laughs> Whoa. Um And like I also love. I mean, there are some very funny bits, like the money part that keeps going. And then when he's pushed into the weeds, he go count the money, money. money. (laughs) And that type of thing is very typical
1: Mel Brooks humor.
0: Oh, we missed the second walk this way, which was in the song.
1: Yes, yeah, we. It is in Spanish. The second
0: walk this way is in the song, Um, which is great. Um. Um, I, I. I just hate, and then they like, you know, of course Defarge comes in, and I do like the France,
1: France, 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 Um, (laughs) uh, France. The the whole character of, I I can't put my finger on the dad character, because like, I do think, I I do think, I used to think that the things, like, him throwing all the dead birds out was like, kind of funny, just the way that he said it, but then like, this time watching it, I didn't get it. I didn't no, get it. Like, I get that he's so that he's been in there so long, he's crazy. But also, like, why? But also, I don't like and that. How long? Either. Like, how long has he actually been in there?
0: I also don't like the implication that he's been in there so long that he goes crazy. Like, that is, I mean, I you would, I guess, but like, I don't know. I don't like I get, the. I, I,
1: Yeah, the the part that really bothered me actually wasn't the birds. That that
0: chime in solitude probably does mess with your head, but.
1: Maybe he was a little wacko going in. I don't know. He seems like a silly guy, period. But like, I don't know. The part that bothered me the most this time is like, he gets so like excited when he's out and he's in the king's chambers or whatever that he just like falls to the floor. I know. And then he's like, who, what? idiot put a wall on the floor or something like that and I'm like that's just not funny at all I don't get it
0: no it's not and I think that's the biggest issue with like my I don't know I just have such a big issue with this section is it's it's my same issue with
1: a lot of
0: the beginning of uh, men in tights It's just trying to be funny and it's not
1: Yeah. yeah there's just a lot that doesn't land and there's a lot that's inappropriate and uncomfortable and, um, so for,
0: and like you know there's a lot of like sexist jokes in the roman empire ones but again because you said the women are the ones in power mm-hmm. and they're the ones not, like that is it plays differently yeah it does. He, he, it's the women seemingly enjoying it the men never really getting their come up comeuppance here um it's
1: not yeah the king gets away
0: yeah, it's not a um, and yeah. So do you have within this? And then of course, like you know, the fake king, they get taken to the guillotine. And then I do love how it ends, which is yeah. you know, a miracle and just, uh, just- let's come back. And they rescue
1: them and they ride off. And it's like, how did you get here from the Roman Empire? Movie magic. Yeah. He's, so that was my potential other best line is like almost the last line in the movie is when he's like, don't be square, mon cher. Movies is magic. And just the way That's that great. that we kind of have a little bit of a callback to like the ending of Blazing Saddles where it's just like, this is a movie. This is, we could do whatever we want. We're not trying to be serious, time. you know
0: that's pretty most Mel Brooks I would say yeah. it's like this is a movie we can do yeah. whatever we want um
1: and and just to see Gregory Hines again and Gregory Hines whole delivery like is great I love that line um yeah um,
0: but the uh, and then the, as they're going we're reaching the end and then there's the literal rocks the, the that's end. end
1: that's um, a big ending
0: yep I know we covered our um best lines, my being the Be Arthur bit and yours being the Spanish Inquisition song. I'm assuming both of our first lines come from the French Revolution. No. I'm cheating again. I'm cheating
1: again. Okay. Um I actually I, I would say if I had to choose like a line that just to me encapsulated like what falls flat in this movie it would be when the dad falls flat and says that Tom line um but that's not what i was going to choose i have there is a there's a sentence that for me this has always stuck out to me and then when i was watching again like i was like wow this is really bothering me it gets said way too much in this movie and i don't know if that's a symptom of like they let everybody improv a little bit or, or something, but everybody in this movie says, wait a minute, way too much. We don't have to say it every time that you need a minute to catch up, you know, and it never gets, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It just gets said a bunch like, there is a scene in the Roman Empire, in the slave trade, where Josephus says, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm really talented, I can make you a lot of money. And then immediately, the guard is says, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, so four times within 15 seconds, I'm not even kidding. And... I've
0: noticed that yeah, at all. Oh,
1: it, is, it has always stuck out to me. And I don't know if it's because, like, when you are writing like fiction you want to be very careful not to keep using the same words or at least I do Um, in dialogue it doesn't always bother me so much and I definitely do have characters say like wait a minute you know when they're really confused about something but it gets used a whole lot in this movie and I don't know if it was written that way it would bother me if it was written that way
0: it does bother me
1: Um, but, or if it was just like, if there was kind of a a little bit of looseness to the script and if it was very much like, let's let the actors kind of do some things and they were just playing off of each other, but also then you can edit that out because we don't need everybody saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we understand that this is chaotic. We understand that people are like reacting. We don't always have to have you say, wait a minute. It bothers me. Yeah. So that's my worst line.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. My worst line sums up everything I hate about the movie. And I don't think this is a, it didn't age well, but like I just, it's so, like I don't think it would have played well in 1981. Like I just feel like it is so crass and just so, after you have so much built up and good, funny, fast paced. Everything. The French Revolution just, mm-hmm. once you get out of the Madame, once you get to the castle or the Versailles, it just falls. Mm-hmm. He says, you don't, the, the line that you don't put out, he don't get out. And it's just like, I, yes, I understand that that is the king. I understand that is this character. But the way that it is done in every bit of it is just so. Yeah. Like, it's interesting because, as you said too, like earlier, we have the whole Vestal Virgins, which I didn't actually talk until this time watching the movie. But the guy who's talking about the centerfolds to the gator, actually, Hugh have which is like, yeah. again not great there either. Don't love that. But it's like the women are the ones who are, it's for some reason, it hits differently. Maybe mm-hmm. it's we don't see the women being taken advantage of in that one at all. Right, right,
1: but, exactly.
0: And they're not objectified in the same way. In fact, it's the men who are objectified in that scene. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: So I guess we're at equal opportunity objectification here, Um, but there's just something about the, which isn't great there either, probably, but there's something about the way that it manifests in this, because it is very physical. It is very, like,
1: violent. Yes, yeah. It's very aggressive, very aggressive.
0: Whereas with the like earlier parts it's all nobody puts their hands on
1: each other
0: and so this it just I I just don't think it's I think it does the movie it really takes me out of everything I like about this movie Mm -hmm. and just really sours the ending for me which is a bummer because I I remember when we watched this over the pandemic I'm like I thought I liked this a lot more than I
1: did and I was like oh it's because I like the first half it loses the goofiness yes it it, did we have just this, like, everything's goofy. Everything's like very, uh, I don't, I don't even know, like whimsical almost. And then we get to the French revolution and it just really goes into like, this is all raunchy and, and yeah, it just kind of loses the same, like the, yes. the same energy as the rest of it for sure.
0: I agree. I agree. Any last thoughts on History of the World Part 1? The credits! The credits! The, the credits. <laughs> Where they, they do History of the World Part 2, which, like, I... Have any of those sketches shown up in History of the yes, World Part 2?
1: No, oh, yeah, just Hitler one.
0: one. Hitler on Ice does. Hitler on does.
1: Ice. But we have the Viking funeral. Mm-hmm. Hitler on Ice was, like, right off the bat, I think, in, in Hulu. Mm-hmm. And, but we haven't seen yeah. Jews in Space. We, we better see, see Jews it. in space. Maybe it'll be at the very end, since it's the very end. But Jews, yeah. but Jews out in space is is Men and Tights. It's Men and Tights. Spaceballs? Do no, no, Spaceballs? no. It's it's the it's the melody of Men and Tights. Oh, yeah. you're right. But we, it is kind we, of like both of them because you know you can see maybe because um, Spaceballs is literally there are Jews in space. Yeah. yeah. Druids. Yes. <laughs> um yeah so you do kind of see maybe the the gears turning for some of his later movies there because we spaceballs would come uh, about six years after this I think so and then uh, he definitely likes this little melody that he came up with for Jews in space because it definitely comes back from an enticing yeah.
0: Um, well yeah so as you know the name of the game is now that we've talked about it you get to vote on it so we will have my best line versus jessica's song um my best line, the entire do gigantic entire
1: song. Do I have, um, like eight, eight minute my dance, dance
0: number, number. <laughs> and you get to vote on instagrams which is at best line worst line um you can subscribe uh download rate review anywhere you get your podcasts um and follow us on that best line worst line and on Instagram and we will see you next time. We've branded their
1: buns. Nothing is working. Send in the nuns.